Craft Beer Radio, episode 431, July 23rd, 2017. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, just another episode where we're drinking beer and I don't know, do you have anything else to add? Uh, talking about beer. Talking about beer. Yes, that's true. We're not just drinking, that would be pretty boring. My name is Greg. Jeff. And what do we have first, Jeff? How about something uh, that's, a, that's crisp, dry, and comfort? <laughs> like a leather couch. I guess, Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Boulevard's American Kulsh Golden Ale. 4.6% alcohol by volume, 18 IBU. It is, they use European Pilsner malt and malted wheat as a base, Magnum hops. And they add, uh, at the end of the boil, Zots and Saphir. I don't know Saphir too well, but Zots, as we explained last uh, last episode, the the hop is spelled S-A-A-Z, but pronounced Zatz by most people. Some people call it Zatz. This is pretty golden in color, very clear. It's interesting how they say Boulevard American Kolsch, but then it says Koln-style golden ale. Like, you would think that American Kolsch might be, an, oh, okay, it's not traditional, but then right underneath it, it says it's Koln-style. Well, maybe the, like, the, it's brewed in the Koln-style, but like adding Magnum hops doesn't sound like a very Kolnish. Colnish, Colnish, <laughs> like a Colnish hen. Colnite um, thing to do. So uh, you know, the only reason why this seems a little hazy is because there's condensation. Other than that, it's very clean and crisp. Yeah, it's a pretty gold color, crystal clear. Pours, but poured with that nice light head that fell down quickly. I, mean, I first got like a cracked wheat aroma, and now I'm getting some of the hops. There's a big. Uh, Burst of a pretty, a pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that you know, kind of that continental character is coming through, yeah. where you're getting the malt too, and it's kind of a, a bit of a spicy, spicy orange. Yeah, that that's a good call. Um, but you know, the malt's coming through too. You know, Pilsner malt type. Yeah. Um, where it is not as bready and a little more wheat-like or you know straw-like or something like that. Like reminds me of being out in a pasture, like a barley field or something like that there's a fair amount of esters on the aroma too right so i'm getting something that's kind of like pear or um what else would be i can see the the weird thing is like it seems like pear mixed with a bit of and don't this is not me negative but potato okay it feels a little dusty, but also there's a little bit of a fruity note there. It has a big malt flavor. It carries the whole way through the flavor and lingers in the aftertaste. Yeah, it's pretty full for a Kolsch. Um, but it, it's not particularly un like I mean, it, it, it definitely fits... What I would think of as a Kolsch, it's a pretty easy drinker, but it does have a very full mouthfeel. Yeah, it, it's, it's, for me, it's maltier than I was expecting that I'm accustomed to for a Kolsch, right? This is running more of like a Hellas or something like that with the lingering malt on it. The reason I would say no is because when I think of a Hellas, or at least the Hellas that, that, that are distinctly in my memory, they're sweeter than this. And, and the 
Well, yeah. I think this has a fair amount of sweetness to go with it, too. I think the malt is there, but it doesn't feel super sweet. It feels... Okay. Um, it feels there as as a backwood, as sort of as, as more toasty than sweet is is what I'm coming with, and that's why I would say okay. not quite a Hellas, but I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Very bready, very much in that sort of in, in the real yeah. bread area. Yeah, and the cultures that I'm accustomed to finish a lot drier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this does finish with. Uh, uh, Considerable sort of lingering, um, I wouldn't say bitterness, but a lingering hop note, lingering. Um, there's that, and then there's, but you know, for me, it's lingering malt too. It's like the sweetness is just hanging around. Yeah, that's true. But I, I want to be done. I don't want the rest of you, the rest of my review, talking about why it doesn't remind me of what I think of a Kolsch. Uh, the rest of my review is now going to be about the beer that's in the glass. Which is a very nice drinker. It really has some uh, good uh, flavors to it. It's attracting a little gnat, so that'll tell you that it's <laughs> the bugs love tasty. it. You should note Jeff generally keeps his area very clear of those kind of things. So probably just because the window is open. Uh, yeah, it could be. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't leave any like. Empty orphans laying around all week. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, there's been times like, you know, over 10 years, there's been times where I've left a bottle or two down here and come back and it's like fruit fly city. Yeah. Hmm. It's a really nice drinker. It's, yeah, maybe not what you would expect out of a Kolsch, but at the same time, if I would got, if I ordered Kolsch and I got this, I wouldn't be unpleased. The, it's not so far away from Rikosh, and I'm like, right. this is not at all what I wanted. Yeah, the lingering sweetness, it's bugging me. It's making it not, dr- I mean, not what I would call a good drinker, right? It, for me, it's kind of you know stuck in my glass a little bit where it's like the next sip is not beckoning me. It just interesting. maybe because I'm hot, you know, it's nice, it's pretty warm in here today, and it's summertime, summer beers, and just you. I just, I don't know, that lingering, the, the sweetness level on this just isn't, isn't making it my favorite. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm sure it has its fans. So, I'm sure it does. That one, or should we go to the IPAs? Let's do this. I think that the tartness right. in this one will kind of cleanse my palate. All right, so this is from Martin City. This is Purple Train, Purple Train. And they actually have lyrics to that on the back, so I'm not just being... I mean, obviously it was intended, but I'm not just being... um, wanting to hear my voice completely by (laughs) singing Purple Train. If it was a better song, more singable song, maybe we would do a duet together, but... It's the lyrics more match the, the pace of the actual lyrics in the song, too, which is... They don't. Yeah, not too important. Uh, it's three point nine percent alcohol by volume. A Berliner Weiss. Um, so because there's pink in there, uh, looks like uh, blueberries, fresh lemon, and blueberries are added. And it definitely is purpley. It's yeah. the only information I have for this is from Untapped right now. Um, so okay, this was canned May 9th. Now I. 
you know, I, I like the Goza style, but I've had plenty of not great Gozas. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in seeing Berliner Weisses because they just feel like a little less, you know, it's a little, I, th- I guess, are they harder to make? I'm not sure. They don't have that salt ingredient, which means that it doesn't, it can't go overboard on the saltiness. I think that I don't know. Do you would you consider that being able to salt your beer is kind of a a, a crutch that you know not maybe not a crutch, but you're getting uh, makes it easier in some sense because yeah. you're making it more delicious yeah. just by putting the salt in there. As long as you don't over as long as you don't overdo it, yeah. Uh, so I'm just wondering if that's it. I mean, I think there's room in the world for both. Absolutely, and. Um, Gozas typically seem to be paired with more tropical fruits when they are, like limes and things like well, that. I remember, so we just had. I was at the. I was out with Nick on Thursday. He he doesn't really. He's not often around on the weekend, unfortunately, mm-hmm. so he can't come. But um, we had victories. He had victories. Uh, cherry sour cherry one. Okay, it was awful. <laughs> just I had awful. that a couple years ago. I think we had it on the show, but I don't yeah. know how much. We uh, I'm just thinking. You know, so that's an exception. But it seems like the the fruited gozes I'm thinking of tend to to lean towards you know tropical you know like a salt and lime or something you know yeah. kind of going margaritish or something like that where berliner weisses you know raspberries a traditional fruit for that so you know kind of see like this one's blueberry so mm-hmm. you think berries are a more natural fit for fruiting a berliner i I'm, this is all off the top of my head i'm trying to think of you know if what I'm saying is consistent with reality and why that may be. Pretty much the same essential process, right? It, I think there's wheat in the Berliner Weiss, and, but the, the the souring process is the same. A kettle, a kettle souring, mm-hmm. there's no salt added. Right. At least from far away, it's the mm-hmm. same process. Right. From a very general perspective. All right, so the aroma on this guy, it's a little tangy. The almost like a bit of lemon zest or something in the nose. I'm trying to figure out how the blueberry is is playing with my nostrils because it's not like straight up like blueberries, at least not how I'm imagining it would be. It tastes kind of, or I, I smell more of a, uh, a wheat thing going on there too, but uh, the taste is a big tart. It's uh, it attacks your your mouth right away with the tartness. Yeah, yeah. The the oh, the wheat does come in late, like in the like the three three times the aftertaste. <laughs> um, but up front, there is a tartness. It almost seems they said they had lemon juice or something like that. Yeah, well, they had fresh lemon. So I fresh lemon. Yeah. Okay. It, I don't know if that's playing with my mind, but uh, the acidity in it almost. Feels more like lemon juice than I it think does, you're right. Than it does like I, a lactic fermentation. Oh, oh, interesting. Now I'm saying I, I really can't. I mean, I think there's some lactic in there too, but I think the the lemon the citric acid might be like in there in significant amounts. Oh, I, I think you're definitely right. I, the, what I was going to say though is that I really can't taste much blueberry here. I think it add a lot to color, but the lemon is kind of taking over most of the flavor, mm-hmm. and so so the lemon has most of the the tart aspect of it and the as just said there is a sort of wheat undertone that i think the blueberry is making the lemon taste a little more almost like those um black limes that are in sequench 
or, okay you know something like that right i think they're making it taste more like that where it's a little sure. more a little more um dried out a little rounded in some sense rounded yeah. almost like you know uh, desiccated you know that's what black limes are right they're desiccated limes so you know think of the prune version of a lemon you know that's kind of what the blueberry is doing to it hmm. i think I think it may be adding kind of a sort of dustiness to the lemon in the sense that mm-hmm. the, the skin of a blueberry does. Yeah, because it's not really a bright citric right. shine to it. It's it's more musty, dusty. Mm-hmm. I'd say it, it's it's fair. I'm I'm not like jumping head over heels over it, but it's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. I think it's. I, I think it's fine. Um... I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out, <laughs> trying to figure out what I'd like most about it. But you know, it's. I think I like how the blueberries are not straight up like blueberry pie or blueberry flavoring, right. but how it's kind of just modifying. I think I like the, the color a lot. I think it looks very pretty. <laughs> it's got that kind of red, rosy hue. Now I'm drinking. Now I'm tasting more of the like kind of the lactic acid kind of tang to it, mm-hmm. as opposed to the citric. Up front, you're really noticing the lemon. The lemon really jumps out at you first, but yeah, the, the, as you get into it, the lactic definitely becomes more apparent. And uh, you know, it's really hard for me to put words to different kinds of acid tangs, but you know, as you drink them, you kind of get the feel for the different yeah. kinds of. Well, the citrusy one is pretty bright. Uh, it, it tends to be, you know, to 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 lay on that that sort of tart level pretty quick. The the lactic one gives you a little bit. Uh, it's not as bright. It's a little bit more earthy, and it gives you sort of some of that kind of yogurty or or rind cheese yeah. after a bit. And that's kind of how it's well put. put it. Yeah, the the yogurt, you know, that in this beer, it's like at the end. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like in the middle. It's not like the lactic fermentation that happens, you know, before the boil is um, making it taste all like cheese. You know, you're getting this this tangy zing, and then as that's fading out, you get a little touch of something right. that's reminiscent to cheese or a washed rind or something like that, which a washed rind cheese is a lactic fermentation as well. All right. So now we have two IPAs that I brought from Brew Gentleman. Uh, and I think that's a logical next decision. Two uh, coffee beers. I think they're probably both stouts. I don't know about this one. Probably, though. Yes. Let's do good old General Braddock. Okay, General Braddock. So this is, uh, I think, their flagship at Brew Gentlemen? Yes. Possibly. It is. This was poured at around 2.40 today. 2.40 okay. p.m., so it's 9.40 now, so it's been, you know, only a few hours. Drink fresh, refill often. <laughs> That's hazy. That is hazy. They, they The only IPAs they make at, at Bridge Gentlemen are Northeast style. Uh, they make other beers, but I wanted to, I just, you know, I've been in that Northeast kick, and why wouldn't you be? This pours with... A like milky white head and almost similar in terms of the color. It's got it's got a yellow, but it's got kind of a whiteness to it, mm-hmm. like a cream, oh. like a yellow cream or something. I mean, it has a yeah. It's not as orange as orange juice, but it has 
similar. Holy smokes. <laughs> and this is their plain Jane IPA, right? right? Yeah. yeah. The Brew Gentleman is a, a Pittsburgh area brewery. They're, did they just have their fifth anniversary or this, maybe the third anniversary? I'm Something sure. like that. And, uh, I mean, they've been doing it. Awesome job. They, they have quite the rep around the country by now. They are uh, my favorite of the local breweries, I think, by by a Pittsburgh mile. They, they, their stuff is just pretty much exceptional across the board. Yeah. And it's so it's 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 really good to have them. But they are far away. Braddock is even Braddock is far even from like the city. You gotta go this Edgewood Swiss Vale yeah. area. It's it's not if you could fly there, it wouldn't be very far, but it's just difficult to get to, and especially from my house, we don't make it to Braddock very often. Mm-hmm. Braddock's one of those rundown steel towns that uh, you know is starting to get revitalized, and the Brew Gentlemen were one of the big first movers mm-hmm. to revitalize um, Braddock. And right next door, uh, Superior Motors just opened up like two weeks ago, which is the restaurant. That had the Kickstarter like five years ago. Oh, maybe it's three years ago. I have I didn't see it, but I made it. Maybe it's down the block. It's it's nearby, but uh, it's Kevin Sousa's new restaurant, and they did a Kickstarter, and they're going to have a training program and lots of local hires from people in oh. Braddock and stuff. So it's kind of a community. I mean, it's a capitalist you know venture number one, but with with a nice community revitalization type angle to it so hopefully it does well and hopefully it succeeds in its mission of revitalizing Braddock and also giving opportunities to the locals the lacing on this sucker <laughs> it's uh so the the aroma there's a there's a touch of dort in there <laughs> there's also mango and pineapple and yeah the mango the pineapple there's one other big thing there. What is that? Little, I, think, I think it might be Simcoe because I think there's a an oniony note, but it's bursting in the aroma. It just six point eight percent alcohol volume in this one. Too cold. Yeah, a little cold. But um. Mm. <laughs> Need to warm it up to get much more flavor out of that boy. So uh, what happened was this Thursday I uh, was just like I gotta get something to drink. I just had had that kind of day. I was like, oh, I need to get something to drink. And so I said uh, at the end of the day, and then it worked. I'm gonna go to Brew Gentleman, just see what I can get. And um, it took me like 45 minutes to get there with all the traffic. And you know, halfway through, I'm like wondering, if this is the right idea. I have to go through two tunnels, all this other crap. <laughs> Finally, get there, and I'm like, uh, "What's the most tropical IPA?" And they said, "Lou." So I said, "Okay, I'll try that." And it was just like it was like drinking fruit juice. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had like the, there were four, four and a half amber, and I had I think uh, General Braddock. I think I had one other one, and I was like, "You know, give me a." Uh, Give me a growler of the Lou. And I said, I'm going to save this. I'm going to bring it into uh, the show. I was thinking Saturday at the time. And I got home and I was like, well, can I have have a taste of this? So I just opened it up. (laughs) I I realized, okay, I opened it up. So so 
you can't really do it on the show at that point. Yeah. So I just finished it. And, <laughs> oh, so good. But, yeah, the next day at work, I was not as productive as I could have been. <laughs> <laughs> So the Lou, I got to put Lou on my list. Yeah, uh, unfortunately they were out of Lou when I got there on Sunday. They 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 uh, tapped it uh, yesterday. He said, "All right, so this beer, man, <laughs> that's a special beer." So it's not for me. The mango isn't really leading. It's a small note in there. The pineapple is probably a big part. There's. There's a creaminess to it. It's almost like... So durian is definitely not a flavor in here. Greg would be choking. But for some reason, like the flesh-like texture, like that custardiness. There is it. a... I mean, there is a bit of a Simcoe thing going on yeah. here. I think it works. I think it works with the blend. But mm-hmm. um, when you say durian, you know, durian has that kind of onion thing. And it's yeah. the onion and cream that, that, yeah. that's, that's putting in... Yeah, yeah. maybe that's a, maybe it's a cross blend. Maybe it's durian without the... Stinky. Rotting flesh part. Right. I don't for for just for clarity, I don't get rotting flesh, but I think that's a very very common get. one. Uh the, I guess the the similar comparison would be there are people who taste cilantro and they only taste soap. I taste cilantro, you know, I could if I take too much I can taste what they're getting, but I don't really, you know, okay. get that. But people who they're like that. I am one of the people who when I smell durian, all I smell is dead flesh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got we got one a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and after the show, took it out in the garage, and I'm hacking at it with a meat cleaver because it's a spiky husk of a ball. Yeah. And as soon as I crack into it, Greg like takes like five steps backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit him like that. Like, yeah. Well, where there are you know like Indonesia, I think where you can get them, there are laws against bringing them on trains and stuff like mm-hmm. that because they just. Yeah, when I was in Singapore, the train's like, no bubble gum, no drinks, no durian. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, well, well, so there's there's a lot to talk about here, obviously. Uh, this is, you know, Northeast style, so it's super hazy. Um, not particularly on the, not particularly bitter, but a lot of flavor coming in. As Jeff was saying, a lot of tropical flavors. There's a little bit of sort of an onion note, which I think comes from Simcoe. And I'm guessing a lot of mosaic is in here. I don't know if, the, I don't taste really galaxy, but, uh. The sip that I just took, I was, get, it was almost like I was drinking a, almost like a, a cocktail that had like, lime soda in there as well so i was getting a little bit of lime i was getting kind of a buzziness from the Mm -hmm. co2 but it kind of you know the carbonic was a little bit more potent than it was in previous sips and you know it just almost made me think of like a beer mosa or something like that okay and then there may be some uh cascade in here because i'm getting um good orangey note oh man that's so good (laughs) it is Delicious. Not so much grapefruit though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more orange, pineapple. Not a huge amount of mango, but mango is in there. You know, in terms of just the hot flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, as right. far as I know, it's Reinhardt's food. It's it's pure. Yeah, I don't think there's any fruit added to this. Um, yeah, it's interesting how the mango flavors are so subdued. Not many brewers. Restrain that one. They mm-hmm. let that one fly. Right. This one holds it back. 
and you do get a little bit more of those oniony type flavors playing along with it. But that creaminess, you know, just kind of blends everything together. Yeah. yeah. Brings it all together. Yum. Wow. That's their every day of the year IPA right there. <laughs> it's painted on the side of their building. Yeah. One of the reasons that I went after that is because it's also like there's not many places where I can get a good Northeast IPA around here. Chris House does it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mindful has kind of they're in that area, but they're not as like clearly Northeast hazy. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. more like the the hopping is similar, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have that big bursty stuff. All right, so on to <laughs> I need a bottle opener. Here it is. <laughs> That's what everything else has been canned so far? Okay, so uh, we actually have a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Mountain. Crazy Mountain! This is their Snowcat at Coffee Stout. 5.9% alcohol by volume. 57 IBU. Uh, SRM 50, if you remember, 52 is like super black, and so this is still super black. But like brown highlights. Um, I'm going to make sure we didn't do this one. <laughs> then looking at the label and it's ringing a bell all of a sudden. We have two coffee stouts. This is the first one. We're going through the fridge today and like, yeah. like half the beers in my fridge are coffee beers. They're <laughs> like, how about this one? No, that's nothing. You know, we can't do all coffee. Well, we could do all coffee beers, but we don't want to do all coffee beers. Yeah. All right. So... Beer, yeah, this is about as black as an Imperial Stout. There is no highlights that I can pull out of the beer. Way back in December of 2006, we did Pyramid's Snow Cap. <laughs> I don't see a snow cat anywhere okay. on our list. So pretty ashy, like a, a um, charcoaly on the on the aroma. For one of the first things I get, yeah. There's a, it, it's a deep, rich. Sorry, <laughs> playing plinko. Uh, a deep, rich roast to it. Uh, there's a bit of a woodiness to it, um, almost like. You know, sitting around a smoker type thing, but I mean, it's not really hickory. It's not really apple or cherry, but it's crazy mountain. Almost like Colorado. almost like a smoker with a little bit more molasses or something like that. Where did you get this one from? I think Dave sent it because apparently, according to their um, descriptions on the website, this is a winter brew, so this could be pretty uh, pretty old. It's not really a style that. Not really sound that it necessarily goes bad. Yeah. But at 5.9, that's where the, you know, it's not like at 8 either, where I think that there's protection. So it's just curious. We did a crazy mountain on 420. Woo! 420! That one was the Carrera de Luna. So what's interesting is, is if you take a look at the, um, 
the there's a little snow cone on the label holding a little coffee. Mm-hmm. And the Snowcat Blend is born in a partnership with Coney Coffee. They actually have a coffee called Snowcat. Okay. Now, I wonder if it's any similar to the civets. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be way too expensive if it was. It doesn't smell like work coffee, which is good. I mean, it sounds like they... And, and they, they describe the coffee, fruit-forward flavor profile. So it sounds like they're trying mm-hmm. to get some of the essence of the coffee into the beer, which which is what I like when you're going to be using coffee. Coffee has a lot of interesting subtleties to it if you really play with it, yeah. so... You know, I'm still smelling that kind of smoke thing, and where I'm landing is it's closest to alder, but it's not nearly as... Aromatic. It's not as, as fishy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as salmony as alder, but it kind of reminds me of alder. Uh, so apparently, the the uh, snowcat is called a gamela or gamilla. It's a combination of a cougar, a squirrel, and a pronghorn. Oh, those, <laughs> those happen naturally. <laughs> yeah, it's evolution for you. It just mixes and matches. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing of lore, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I suppose. I saw the horns on it, and I was like, what? Rise early with Gamala, the Crazy Mountain's energetic manager of cooling and storing beers. Though she works long hours in the cold, Gamala's buzzing personality is warm and inviting. She is quick and clever, and accomplishes more by sunrise than most people do in a day. Raise a glass to all the midnight marauders, and get ready to take on the day. All right, so moving on to the flavor. The flavor is not as ashy or burnt as it's you know it's smelled up front. You're getting it's still a deep oh, roast. It's, it's there in the in the outer bits. Okay, uh, you know, but uh, you know, up front, uh, you're still getting a deep roast, and the coffee. It's not work coffee. It's also not super potent, but it's giving mm-hmm. you little. It's fruity facets. Here. Yeah, it's, it's giving it's... you some facets, and yeah, fruit, almost like a, a dried cherries. Mm-hmm. But not like old ale dried cherries. I mean, it, it's it's hard to express sometimes when because we say dried cherries, dried fruit, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of fruits for a lot of things. But this is not. This is only like a a piece of that flavor, kind of like the front the front bit of your tongue, and just a little bit of the estery component of that flavor, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It doesn't really like surround your mouth with the full cheriness, for example. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I, I'm with you, right? Old ale dried cherries is a more oxidative type character, mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, coffee, you know, when you're tasting, um, you know, like a single origin or something like that, that has, you know, kind of a, a cherry dried cherry type flavor. It's it's very different, right? I never considered how we use the same term two different ways with two different base ingredients mm-hmm. or paste styles but yeah it makes it yeah it certainly it, it comes across as more like um more like the tangy like take a dried cherry that's kind of tart like a craisin right you know something like that that's more of the coffee type thing for me sort of and only like licking it instead of really chewing it and mask masticating it around your mouth um the other thing that's interesting to me is that I think that really a big flavor here is tobacco. I think there's a lot of like okay. fruity tobacco notes that are coming through. So like a pipe mm-hmm. uh, tobacco. I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. This is an expressive coffee beer. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of times you'll get a coffee beer and it's kind of just one thing and one thing only. Uh, I like how this one is kind of light and nuanced and expressive. It's working for me. Yep, me too. This is what I want to see when I get a coffee beer. This this is the kind of thing that I I, I look for, and I feel like it, it's really important to highlight when when you get something like this because mm-hmm. this is what to me is, is interested. And I hope people who listen to the show who are more interested in the complexities and the interesting stuff that can happen uh, when you when you do this right. This is the kind of thing that, that you should be looking for in terms of making coffee beer. See, I'm really hung up on the cherries because now I'm getting kind of like a cherry cola type thing, or almost like a, a soda, you know, like a you know fresh pumped soda cherry cola or something like that. Not wrong. I mean, I can see how the flavor can be thought of in that sense. I, mm-hmm. it, it, there, there's an aspect of that flavor that I can taste in there. Yeah, yeah. That that's there if you look for it. Right. Um, no, this is this is good. This is real good. This is really good. This is what I want. King something has a little nutty now too, kind of like a, oh yeah, a hazelnut or something. Hazelnut, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of the more coffeeish of nuts, I guess. But uh, yeah, hazelnut. I was trying to think. Is that a pecan? No, it's not an almond. It's not a walnut. Hazelnut for sure. So a bit of Nutella. Mm-hmm. You got Nutella in my stout. You got stout in my <laughs> Nutella. Whoa. All right. Let's do the other coffee beer so we can go back to the <laughs> IPA and kind of just... It's a growler, so we can pour a taller glass, we yes. can savor it, we can do Absolutely. our rankings and move on to the post-show. Oh, 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 thank you oh, for the hi, work. Mark. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> you have a shop at Amazon? Mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, not oh, you're still working on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you want to help us support the show, you know the deal. You go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, and you bounce straight through to Amazon. You shop, shop, shop. Bye, bye, bye. Until you drop. And uh, we get about 6% of what you spend. Maybe more if a whole bunch of you all do it. And uh, it's the easiest way to support the show because we're not asking you for to pay money directly to us out of your pocket. It's hopefully money you're spending anyway. And if you can just adjust your behavior to use craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, it costs you zero extra dollars and it really helps support the show. All right, now you can pour me. All right, now I can pour you. How about some house brew? Would you like some house brew? Bring me some house brew. This is from Torn Label Brewing. 6.5% alcohol by volume, 25 IBU. The uh, the coffee they use is Thou Mayest Sumatra Toddy from Thou Mayest Coffee Roasters. So it's a Sumatra blend um, or Sumatra coffee. What, I forget what the deal is. There's like... I mean, Sumatran is... You know, Indonesia. Right. So it's not Ab- Arabica. Oh, I almost all coffee beans that are good are Arabica. Okay. I think. Now, I could easily be wrong. Someone could be screaming at the radio <laughs> right now. 
But as far People as... People still use radios? What are you talking about? To the best of my knowledge, all mainstream coffee is Arabica coffee beans. And part of the... part of, There's like a... There's universities doing research to kind of find other species of coffee beans in case there's a blight or something like that. Mm. We don't lose the world coffee supply to a blight. Uh, there but, was a plot line in Fringe. There was a in the, in the alternate universe. They didn't have coffee anymore. No, and so it was like it was like a real rare thing to get yourself some some, some coffee. Okay, so people who came over from the from the parallel universe were like, "You have coffee everywhere! It's amazing." <laughs> One of those cool like little world building things. That yeah, it's nice to see. Anyway. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, but, you know, Sumatra, coffee is kind of like wine, where it, where it's grown really affects the flavor. The terroir is a big part of coffee. So, you know. And it's like I, onions. Okay. Just like onions. And the you know, onions are sweet because they're grown in an area in Georgia okay. where there's a lot of sulfur in there. Uh-huh. Okay. In the soil. That's good to know. Uh, same kind of thing. So Sumatran coffee, because it's, you know, on an island chain, a volcanic island chain, you know, typically uh, it's grown in that kind of more minerally soil. So, you know, uh, the, the flavors I'm used to getting out of that is kind of a little bit more acidic, a little bit more, you know, so instead of cherries, you know, it'd be more like, um, or maybe cherries is a good example, but something instead of prunes, more like cherries or something like that, right? Where it's a little more acidic is kind of what I think when I think of uh, Sumatran. Both of these so are, are, are based around a particular blend of coffee, which makes me happy because that means that they're trying to express some particular type of coffee instead of just saying, we put coffee in here. Mm-hmm. They, they have a blend in mind. Now, this one has a lively nose. It's uh, So they call it a robust wheat stout as the base beer. 50% malted wheat and a touch of oats. Huh. Uh, roasted wheat and chocolate malt. And the Sumatran coffee. Yeah, so it, this one's a little more cocoa-y, but there, there kind of is a fruity thing going on in there. Maybe more cranberry, blueberry to me. Hmm. Yeah, there's not really the ashy note that we had from the uh, Stokat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more chocolatey than ashy. And then I think it's more cranberry, blueberry than cherry. But, I mean, that's that's really close. That's just me trying to sound interesting, I think. So this is a sweeter stout base overall. The coffee is more apparent uh, up front. Uh, and there's a little bit of sort of a latte thing going on too with the the sweetness of there's a of creaminess the for sure that's in there. There's a tang up front, like uh, almost like Michigan sour cherries or something like that. I think some of the interesting coffee notes that I was getting out of the Crazy Mountain are getting lost in the rest of the stout uh, here because. For whatever reason, the ashy stuff actually helped bring out the the notes of the coffee. I think, or at least that's what I felt like. The tang, when I was might, tasting it. The ta- you get the tang right up front. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's a spoil gone good, or if that's the beer. It hmm. it almost seems like like when I took a sip, it's like it started hitting my tongue like spoil, spoil. But then it's like made a U turn into hey, that's good. Yeah, yeah. There, it's there's nothing else 
off, right? The, the carbonation seems right. The, yeah, you're the right. flavors seem right. So it's, it's hard. It would be weird if it was a spoiled gum good and nothing else was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. It's just the way that it first hit my taste buds. It hit my taste buds in the way that many spoiled beers mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I'm not sure because the one of the last descriptors is um, they they call it an easy drinking stout, and I think that that tang you know, doesn't make it so easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't quite seem in place. Yeah, but as Jeff said, is is the weird those weird if it is an off thing is the weird kind of off thing that just somehow works. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't detract from the beer, at least it doesn't detract from. It doesn't make us want to throw the beer away. I think it's a better way to put it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm drinking this thing. It does get more... That kind of tartness gets builds on your tongue. Every sip, it's still there from the previous sip, and it's just amplifying. Hmm. Is it Dave beer? Yes. Yeah, Torn Label is in... Kansas City. Kansas City, yep. Torn Label, Martin City are, you know, two of the beers that he sent us uh, several samples of. Mm -hmm. And uh, they both generally are pretty good, but I think Martin City... Martin City has been been really uh, making some good stuff. Like... We're, we're talking about brew gentlemen. One of the problems right now is they have brewery only beer. You can only get growlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, you, you can get some. They do do limited limited editions of, 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 but bottles. they don't. That's just like they're limited beers. They don't. Yeah, it's not like they do limited runs of General Braddock. Right. right? They just do limited runs of anniversary beers mm-hmm. and year, you know, annual beers, things like that. Uh, yeah, they're just kind of. Yeah, you know, we have a couple breweries in town that. Basically, sell all their beer out of the tap room. Mm-hmm. Roundabout is a, is a good example, one that I can think of right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Grist House, yeah, I think Grist House does too, right? They don't, they don't. Uh, can I've uh, I've only seen Roundabout at one bar at Piper's. Um, I've seen Grist House at accounts around town. Okay, um, Mindful, which I you know is, is real new, but uh, I like him a lot. They're only at the tap house, but they have a tap house that also has a whole bunch of other taps. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of they have a great amount of other beers available, and um, one thing is interesting they have is they have so not only do they have their own beers, they have other bunch of beers, and they have taps with uh, cocktails, pre-made cocktails. Okay, uh, they also have and wines, and they have a board up, and all all of the beers they have they show they're on tap ratings. Okay. So it's interesting. It's, like, it's a cool space. You dig it. I, I need to get out there. I've heard good things about Mindful. Nick and I went there. It wasn't Thursday. It was Friday. Uh, we went there and it was um, too packed. Okay. It was just. Uh, and the, the great thing about Mindful is it's not like. A, it's, it's not packed with like, bro, dudes. Mm-hmm. But it is. It was just too loud and. Just too many people. I mean, it, it's it's such a it, it's cool because that place once was like this, this worn down grocery that no one visited. Okay, and they turned it into this vibrant 
thing that just gets tons of people. Awesome. Our last beer of the night is also from Brew Gentleman. This is, I haven't tried this one yet, but I imagine it's pretty good. This is recertified. It's a double IPA that I got instead of Lou, which was another double IPA that I wanted to get, but it, they were off of, uh, well, it, they didn't have any left. 8% alcohol by volume on this one. And uh, that's kind of all I got. A very similar kind of color. Light is slightly darker than the General Braddock. Uh, more head. I poured, more I poured you a bigger but, sample, yeah. so you got more, and it was the top of the growler. Right. So, yeah, but the head head's hanging around. It's yeah. it's big and creamy. That thing, it, it's so hazy. It's, it's so, so hazy. Hold up to the lamp. Like, there's no highlights yeah. on it. Smells that very smells tropical. Okay, I was gonna say it smells very similar. It seems like it has a very similar lineage to the bread. Oh, at least the, the second start. the second aroma, second sniff I got. Yeah, it was it 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 seems like it's maybe a double version of of Braddock or something. Yeah, I mean the way I'm smelling it and remembering the old one, it's it's hard to really pick out a difference from the aroma, other than maybe it's just a little. I think maybe more creamy. Maybe more creamy. Maybe maybe more on the mango. Yeah, maybe more mango. Maybe a little bit less dirty. A little more. Okay, so might be more centennial here because I'm a little more weedy. A little more. Um, okay. More grassy. Okay, so on to the flavor. It's more bitter. Mm-hmm. So you get kind of that tropicalness, but it's quickly supplanted by almost like a an old school doubled IPA type bitterness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well, but but because of the creaminess that, that that's still apparent here, the, the bitterness doesn't really linger. Um, nor does it really follow through super much on the. Big time in the bitter, but it is more bitter than I disagree. Really, I think that it's lingering, it's falling through. We'll see, we'll see how if it builds or if it like just kind of stays the yeah. same. I'm getting some more of the kind of Simcoe type flavors, that yeah. Sips in. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is more kind of um. Yeah, this is this is not what Lou was, unfortunately. I mm-hmm. wish I wish we could have Lou, <laughs> uh, but I'm only you know I'm only sad in comparison to Lou. It's so yeah, great. Yeah, we're comparing this in against you know General Braddock's yeah. and, and what Greg had for Lou the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so really good. I mean, it's really <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. I would rather have Braddock though. Mm-hmm. But if, you know if. if uh, put a gun to my head. The choice is easy, <laughs> but um, it's still very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like if this if this was the only um, brew gentleman, well, I don't know. I mean, so we should we talk about ratings right now? Because I mean, we, we how much more can we describe? About yeah, this? I don't. I don't think there's a ton to say. It's so similar to the Braddock, but 
It's more well. It's very different. I mean, I, well, I don't okay. Know. So no, I don't think it's so similar to the Braddock. I think that the, the the interesting thing is that it isn't very similar to the Braddock, but is it's del- it has the same kind of the things that elicit deliciousness out of us, the, the, that sort yeah. of creaminess and the mm-hmm. big hop and brightness that's there. But the the beer, um, the, the the presentation of the flavor, the extra is very thing, different. Bring, yeah. yeah, the extra thing is it brings are uh, yeah. I, I I guess you're right. It. I'm just trying to think. Because to me, General Braddock's a clear like number one here, mm-hmm. whereas this wouldn't be a clear number one. I don't know where, where this one fits, and, and uh, particularly against like the Crazy Mountain. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess this. Well, I I'm, I, <laughs> I have to find out real quick because this is the time <laughs> we start doing rankings. It is, sir. Um... Well, my last place is easy. It's going to be that Boulevard Kolsch. Uh, just, it didn't work for me how it was uh, more malty and had that lingering sweetness. It wasn't It wasn't what I was looking for in a Kolsch, but also it wasn't really what I'm looking for in like a light summertime laying in the hammock beer, you know, like the label shows. Mm-hmm. And so that that uh, is going to be in sixth place. Fifth place is going to be. It's going to be House Brew from Torn Label. Uh, just uh, that kind of sour, tangy thing up front. You know, it just either it was a spoil gone good, or it was unintent, or it was intentional, or you know, unintentional but made in the brew house, and it just kind of you know took that beer off kilter, especially compared to the other coffee beer tonight. I'm going to put the purple train from Martin City in fourth place. This one I thought was it was interesting. It could have I like how the blueberries kind of gave it a more musty, rustic type flavor, you know, from a bright citrus Berliner Weiss or something. But I don't know. It just felt a little bit muddled as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the recertified. From Brew Gentleman in third place. If we didn't have the ooh super delicious General Braddocks, I'd be curious to see like what my palate would right. say. But you know, I'm comparing him to his much more successful older brother, <laughs> and uh, and in between, I want kind of kind of a something that is different. I want something that is good in its own right, but not you know the same family. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's third place. Second place is this crazy amount, which uh, one of the better implementations of coffee that we've had in a while. Um, just really interesting. You could really dig into the nuance. You could get the different coffee flavors. The the stout that around it had it was ashy. But it really didn't bother me too much. Once it I contributed the to the stuff that was coming through with the beer, I think. Yeah, and then first place, General Braddock, because it just when, when I talk about the current generation of IPAs, and I want you know, I still try to use I like, I like the shorthand of saying there's something delicious about them or something, right? And and Greg doesn't like it as much, but you know this lives up to that name because it like just hits all the notes that just make the whole experience just be like ah oh, so good 
I've had other delicious beers that weren't this, yeah. you know, IPA. So I don't think I, yeah. I don't like delicious as a descriptor because I don't think it, it tells you anything. Yeah, you're right. Um, at least I don't like I don't like delicious delicious as a descriptor for a type for a variety of IPA. Sure. Right. Uh, as a descriptor, delicious is fine. <laughs> uh, my rankings are as follows: in last place, I'm going to put the torn label. Um, Whatever that was, the sourness note that became more apparent, particularly when Jeff pointed it out, and it became more and more easy to sort of see that, it it took away from my enjoyment of the rest of the beer. Uh, and the the coffee, what I, which I was hoping to get out of it, was lost among whatever else was going on in the beer. So I kind of, I give me, I'm penalizing it a bit for that. Okay. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the Martin City. Um, another thing, it's like it was fine, but uh, there, I, I don't know. It just wasn't that. It had it had some some tougher competition to in from my perspective in terms of what what it was up against, and uh, like it never would have hit like the the top three in in this uh, in this field. I think for me. Um, I don't think there's anything bad about it, but it's just not, not not my kind of, either, either not my kind of day, not my kind of style. I don't know what what the answer is, but for me, it's is fifth today. In fourth place, I'm going to put the recertified from Brew Gentleman. I feel like this is not living up to what General Braddock gave us in terms of just the. Uh, to 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 put where the deliciousness descriptor is useful, mm-hmm. the deliciousness of this one is not the same as the deliciousness of the General Reddick IPA. <laughs> uh, this is you know this is fine. This is very good. This you is know, as I'm drinking recertified. I'm not going to change my rankings all, but as I'm drinking this, you know, and maybe as I'm not being as critical thinking about it, it it's you know oh, I'm, it's I'm enjoying damn it. good. Yeah, um, and like if I was Jonesing for a North Face IPA. You could do a lot worse than this, um, but we're de- we do things under a microscope here, and and we we, we take uh, you know we we try to do this part as seriously as possible, and and think about how the beers impacted us on this particular flight. In this case, General uh, General Braddock's recertified ends up in fourth place. In third place, Brew, so, Ge- Brew Gentleman's recertified. What did I say? General Braddock's recertified. <laughs> It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I'm just <laughs> kidding. Yeah, Brew Gentleman is recertified. In third place, uh, the, Je- the the beer that Jeff put in last place, Boulevard, I actually liked it a lot. I know what Jeff's getting at, uh, but uh, f- it was really compelling and drinkable to me. So that, you know, anything that, you know. The beer, the beer was a fine beer, mm-hmm. technically. It just, you know, it, it, I wasn't in the right headspace to yeah. to, to enjoy. Well, we, we've had the same things where, where I've had something and I, I have this thing in my head of what a style should be and it doesn't work even though you love it. It's the same thing that has happening here. You have what in your head what a cult should be. Right. I'm like, but, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to justify anything. I just want to say, so I am going to justify something <laughs> yes. really quickly. And that is, you know. I, st- I tried to think, okay. So that was in that episode of Game of Thrones. What did Dad say? Anything before the butt is bullshit or something like that? <laughs> right, yeah. The, what I want to say is, so after I realized that it wasn't a Kolsch, I started trying to put my head in the space of how much do I like this Hellas or something like that. Mm-hmm. And even then, I, I just didn't, you know, so. 
So in second place for me is uh, first and second. Jeff and I agree. Um, Crazy Mountain, really good example of coffee beer. Uh, bringing it, bringing it hardcore in terms of you know giving us a coffee mm-hmm. flavor, giving us a a, a a stout around that coffee flavor that mm-hmm. accentuates the coffee flavor instead of muddling it. And I was surprised the ashy worked so well yeah. because you know I'm not a huge fan of those ashy stouts. Right. And when we smelled the ashiness, it's like oh, okay, here's one of those ones, but it worked so well. Mm-hmm. But it had real tough competition. <laughs> Uh, and the General Braddock's IPA, which is just... <laughs> Give me more. You guys, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, hit us up. We'll, uh... <laughs> well, I can't guarantee that. It takes me so it takes so much effort for me to get to Braddock, but you need to go there. I don't know if you saw recently there was a tweet uh, conversation between me and... Uh, and yes, yes, both, yes, both of us and, and the, the show tweet. And so from a craft beer fairy... Who says the lady's been gra- craving a good cream ale? And I was like, uh, like the only one I can think of commercially that, that I love is um, Spotted Cow, which they don't even call a cream ale, but I think it you know hits mm-hmm. the the spot in general. Last night I was at Pig Iron, and they have a bunch of Pig Iron is a local bar that has sixty six taps, most of them local, and they had two cream ales on tap and. But the thing I was like, I was drinking, like, I had a delicious beer. Heather had a delicious beer. And I'm like, do I try a cream ale and be disappointed or do I order? I always do <laughs> tasters of cream ale. I, I've yeah. learned this lesson. Always take a taste because I don't know. And I really, like, mm-hmm. it can be great or it can be just a cream corn nut grossness. And that's not what I want. So I have to be yeah. very careful about that. Yeah, maybe I should have got tasters, but... I ended up ordering what Heather was drinking. She, the Evil Twins even wore Cocoa Jesus. Holy crap, that's a good imperial <laughs> style. So Crafty Fairy said, uh, you know, to, to my response with, you know, I can't think of a good one except for Spot of Cow. I said, this needs to be the new beer trend. And I was like, and then I try some awesome, I agree with that. And then I try some awesome New England IPA with Galaxy Hops. And I say, no, let them experiment. They've got something <laughs> here. So it's. You know, it's like I, I understand where where people come from. Like, this is a good beer. You know, when I swipe, it's like, man, you get stuff like this, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if we weren't begrudgingly pulled into this trend, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, nothing, no right. one was, right? Right. You know, because at first, it just oh, we're over IPAs, or mm-hmm. you know, what's with this heady topper crap? Oh, right. And, and now it's like, give me more, give me yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. I. I would, you know, will not be shocked. In fact, I expect that in in six years or so we'll be sick of these things. But right now they're they're like the bee's knees. They are for everything I, I want. So sure are. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for for listening to Crafty Radio. I really do appreciate it. You can visit craftyradio.com for more information about our license that we released this show under, which is the Creative Commons. You can find links to stuff and things and crap and all kinds of there's a whole bunch of like crap that probably we can remove from the show notes all the links yeah, to shit yeah. I was hoping like the long trail the long tail would uh, but no it doesn't seem to really work so I could probably prune that out we can talk about this in the post show there's something there's a project that's been on my plate for like four years now but it's complicated and I've never been able to finish it 
Um, if you want to contact us, beer at craftbeerradio.com is the email. Twitter at craftbeerradio. I'm at Jeff Bear. Yep. Yep. Greg is at. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm CBR Greg, but yeah, I mean, whatever. And uh, we will talk at you again next week. <laughs>